What's up, y'all? It's Naja, and welcome to a new episode of Deep Convos and Tequila. And listen, it is Black History Month, so you know we must celebrate and talk about it. It is also Aquarius season. My mom just celebrated a birthday, so shout-outs to her. Happy birthday, Mom. We love you. And it's also sunny in New York. I don't know about y'all, but it's feeling like summer, and I'm loving it. Because I absolutely hate the snow, so I'm glad we only had like a couple of days with snow. So, shout outs to New York for just being sunny and beautiful. And shout outs to me for another week of just being consistent. Because listen, we have to celebrate the small wins that's going to take us to the big wins, right? So, let's get into Black History Month. Why is Black History Month so important? I just want to say, Black History Month is important because we have been oppressed for many many years but instead of focusing on all that we have come through which is still very important i want to focus on the positive right but that's still our history so we have to speak about it in some capacity but i just want to shine a light on just black people as a whole because for one I am so proud to be black I would not have my life any other way there are so many black people who have had a huge impact on the world on the U.S. and entertainment the medical field and so much more as I'm getting older and I'm learning more and more you know, the stuff that they didn't teach in the history books, I'm realizing just how resilient black people are. I'm realizing just how beautiful black people are, but most importantly, how worthy we are. Because in this world, we're, it's not glamorized to be black. When other cultures speak on black people, it's always negative. And when you're growing up, and you're seeing this on television, social media, books, newspaper, whatever it is, you grow this insecurity in yourself of not being worthy. So I want to make sure that before we even dive deep into this podcast, that all black people understand we are worthy. We are worthy, even though it's been told to us for years and generations after generations that we are not, we are worthy and we are resilient people. Despite what we've gone through and we continue to go through on a daily basis, we are still worthy. And even more so, my black woman, what they like to call the most disrespected person on this earth, we are worthy. And when we start repeating that to our, listen, I'm getting chills right now just talking about it. But when we start repeating that to ourselves and believing it, we start to change our perspective on the world. We don't see it as just a place of oppression and sadness and disappointment. So we have to believe that. All my black people, you are worthy. And I want to say that I'm so proud of this generation of black people because we are just defying the odds you know there are so many 
black business owners right now and I want to shout out Lips in Brooklyn. It is one of my favorite cafes. If you ever go, make sure you order the Dirty Chocolate Chai Hot. It is delicious. Now, when I went, it was another fellow black person there. And I was looking through the menu, trying to figure out what I wanted. And he was like, girl, no, you order this, you're not going to go wrong. And now every time I step into Lips, I'm buying either one or two, depending if I'm staying. And it never disappoints. The coffee is a one, so make sure you go and try it. And the butter croissant is really good as well. Try Lips in Brooklyn. You will not be disappointed. But yes. Back to what I was saying. Um, black people are just doing amazing things. There's so many black businesses in just different industries, not even food. If you go to Brooklyn, you'll definitely see a good amount of them because it seems like that's where everyone's opening up shop. Some of y'all need to come to Queens or Queens, we need to make something happen. Despite what you may think of her, what job that she's doing, but I know for me, when Camilla was chosen, as vice president of the White House, I got chills because our generation or the people that are on earth right now, we witnessed a black woman, or the most disrespected person on this earth, has a place in the White House as the vice president. And despite what we may think of what she's doing, what she's not doing, it is still a monumental moment to watch her hold that place in that category that was something that I till this day I still get chills of because it's like wow black people are so resilient back to what I was saying we are so freaking resilient and then also in music which is one of my loves my passion black people are holding it down and we've been holding it down for years we take up majority of the population when it comes to good music. And that is another reason why I'm so proud to be black because music is my everything. But even more specifically for black women in hip hop, the way the girls have the industry, the rap industry in a headlock right now and they are not letting go is amazing to see because we all know that the rap industry is male dominated whether it's a male artist or or all-male team behind that male artist. Or even the women that were in the game, you know, years ago, like Little Kim, they have males who are on more of like the admin side of it or the, the executive side of everything. For us to be witnessing these young black women doing their thing and just making a statement and, and not letting these men get any more shine right now. They're really just taking over. It is an amazing thing to see, you know. Um, I am a big hip-hop fan, so I am just so happy for one. Not only am I a hip-hop fan, but I'm also from New York, and um, I've been following Lola Brooke for a very long time on her music journey, so to just be able to see her transition from and she's also a fellow Aquarius too. So shout out to Lola Brooke. To see her transition from trying to make it, from taking breaks to going back to the music and then taking another break and then coming back and now seeing her sit in her success is so inspiring, it's so motivating 
and uh, when she wins, I feel like I'm winning. So shout out to Lola Brooke because I've been talking about her to my friends for a long time. I've been listening to her music and I am just so happy to see her win. Um, I also, I am a big fan. Well, I wouldn't say a big fan, but I, I have a liking for Flo Millie. Um, she's definitely doing her thing. Um, shout outs to my, Maya. I hope I'm so saying it right. Maya the Dawn. Um, you may know her from her Telfar song, but there's just so many up and coming women that are just doing the damn thing, doing the damn thing right now. And I'm so happy to see it. Uh, they're just, they're really doing their thing. They're really making us proud. Black people keep doing it. <laughs> I want to talk about growing up in a black family and what that was like. And for me, growing up in a black family, I can say, a, I have a couple of words to describe it. And one would be unity, close-knit. One thing about black families is that they stick together. As much as some people would like, from my experience, my family has stuck together through thick and thin. We were very, very close growing up. Most of the time in black families, your cousins are almost like your brothers and sisters because you grew up so close together. Because they made sure that we did pretty much everything together, whether that was, you know, weekend activities or going out or, you know, celebrating holidays. We did everything together. That is something that I will always remember. It's something that as I've gotten older, I've realized that a lot of other families outside of the black culture don't really do the same. Or even within, I've even gone to like other, you know, other friends' houses um, for holidays and I had a real like shock because everyone was so separated and in their own space. And I'm like, uh, it's Christmas. Uh, what's happening here? You know, we're all supposed to be together talking. That was a major shock for me. And that's one thing that I appreciate about black families or just my own, if I'm speaking from my experience, is that they were very big on us being close knit and together and um and spending major holidays together celebrating everyone's birthday making sure they got cake and ice cream and a song that is something that i really admire is that closeness and i think because of all that black people have gone through in life that is something that most black families have kept up that tradition of staying close shout out to black people once again um, one thing I do remember, <laughs> well, not that you can ever forget, but black people have great food. A lot of our families had to make things from scratch. I admire my one particular aunt, which is my aunt Sylvia, because she grew up in also in a time where she had to make everything from scratch. And anytime you go into her kitchen and you ask her for something, even if she does not have it, she knows how to make it from scratch. And I think that is like one of the most admirable abilities that 
any person can have is to be able to make what you want from scratch and fresh um, because we know it all tastes better anyways. So um, growing up in a black family, you definitely had real food made from scratch. That's why I'm real big on not eating everyone's soul food because I've been spoiled. My family cooks everything from scratch. No canned stuff, no in the box, none of that. So um, I'm real blessed to have experienced that. Um, but also we were big on cookouts. We literally had a cookout for anything. Um, you know, someone just came home from jail. Okay, we're cooking out. We, you know, today it's sunny. Okay, we're going to put some steaks on the grill because it feels good outside. Cookouts for any and absolutely anything. We're going to have a cookout. If you haven't been to one, you know that it's a great time. So again, shout outs to black people. Also, again, just to touch base, black people have the best music. My love for music started from when I was young. My mom, she is into just a plethora of genres. I remember she would ha she had this case full of so many different CDs from all different genres. And every day she would put a new CD in and we're just jamming, chilling in the car. And, and that's when my love started. Or even my grandmother, you know, sometimes, you know, she would play her music, you know, while dropping me off to school or, you know, we'll sing at the bus stop or, you know, she'll put some music on in the house on her speakers. Music was just everywhere. And I also went to dance school. So again, even more music. So music was a big part of my life and it is a big part of just black culture as a whole. That's something that we're definitely dominating and have been dominating for years. So again, shout outs to black people. We know when we get together and we have those family gatherings and those cookouts, black people are going to be loud. They are going to be loud and they're going to be arguing about some nonsense, but at some point it's going to get very loud. So if that's something that you're not used to, please be aware of it before you go and attend a black festivity. Also, one of my favorite parts about being black is that most of us that live up north, like New York, we have family down south. I swear every black person that I have met, they all have family as some somewhere down south. It is the best thing because for one, I love the city life. I would not trade it for anything in the world, but I do also like the peace and quiet. I do enjoy the Southern comfort. I do enjoy going down South to see my family. I love their accents. I love the food down there. It's just a total different atmosphere. I know anybody who grew up again in New York or anywhere up North they also enjoyed that. For my family, we would have a family reunion every year. And when I tell you, me and my cousins would lose our minds. So excited to go down there and again, once again, be with our family. And if you watched my interview with my cousins, we go a little bit more in depth of the family reunion and what that was like for us. But yes, having family down south is top tier. That's a little bit about what it was like growing up um, in a black family. I just wanted to share that because sometimes people don't realize just how lit it is to be black. And, you know, we got to talk about it. But now I want to go into my experience just being a black woman navigating the world. For one, I think it's important to always think about your environment. Now, again, I am from New York where we're just like one big melting pot. 
So you are always going to have to interact with someone of a different race at some point. So it's never been, I should say, like an overall like bad experience for me because I've always been around different cultures. So I've never really been uncomfortable. Um, I've never had these biases in my mind about just being black or, you know, having to interact with anyone else. So I've had a great experience, but that doesn't take away from the fact that you do experience some ignorance from other people. And I didn't really experience that ignorance a lot in like elementary school or middle school, but I really experienced the ignorance of other people in college. The college that I went to, it was private and it was predominantly white. It was probably a a handful and a half of black people in the college. So I experienced a lot of people that you can say, well, I would say, I don't think they interacted with black people on a daily or at any capacity at all. They weren't quote unquote racist, but at the same time, they weren't educated on the microaggressions that they had. And you can tell the difference between someone who's just being blatant racist and someone who just really doesn't know or really doesn't understand. And that was something that I've, I experienced a lot in college, but I'm not one of those people that take offense and get upset or angry. Um, to me, it's almost laughable because for one, some of the stereotypes that people have uh, for black people, um, they're not wrong, you know, because there are some of us that do engage in those stereotypes, uh, well, in the activities of those stereotypes. But to think that all of us engage in those type of activities and to define us by one is laughable because it's just completely ignorant. Like I said, I did not let it anger me, but I would use that as an opportunity to educate because sometimes we need that grace in order to be educated. Where We did not stop learning when we left high school or when we finished college. Every day we're learning something new. If you've ever experienced that, you know, don't let it anger you, don't let it take you out of character but use it as a tool to educate. That's something that I've always I've always said or I've always believed that I can do for someone who doesn't really understand. Sometimes we have to step out of our own world. And I want to talk about my friend, my good friend Michelle, right? Because she is someone who has come into my life and I've realized how some people may not really understand um, someone else's culture. And let's kind of dive deep into it. So my friend Michelle, she is Chinese. Now, I'm going to be very upfront. It's going to sound very ignorant. For many years, and I know I'm not alone in this, for many years, I've always thought that any Asian person was automatically Chinese. Now, that is my ignorance because I was never 
exposed to Chinese people in a capacity where we connected on a human level. It was always through services, whether that was the beauty supply store, the nail salon, or the Chinese restaurant. That was my my ignorance, not understanding that there's so many different Asian cultures. But with the help of her and with the help of the other Asian friends that I had in college, I was educated. Now I understand now that ignorance is no longer there. But it took them taking the time to educate me, but me also having a open mind to understand and learn. Because some people don't have that. And that's why we have those microaggressions or the racism that continues to go on. Because people are just not open to understanding or seeing people in a different light. One thing I appreciate about my good friend is that not only has she educated me, but she's allowed me to experience the Asian culture with her. Well, my favorite part is obviously the food. We've experienced just different foods from different Asian cultures. Um, that's all she feeds me when we go out is, is Asian food. I love it. You know, we she's taking me to you know, different areas in New York that are predominantly Asian people. It's a whole different world within New York, but it's an amazing experience and I'm so grateful for it. And I'm so grateful for her because if I did not have this experience, I would still have that ignorance that I had before. So I say all of this and I bring her up to just say that sometimes we need to be educated. And in, even with her, vice versa, you know, when we first started to become close, we would talk about the stereotypes that Chinese people had of black people. And let me tell you, my, my heart dropped, my heart dropped, my heart dropped. I still remember that day vividly. <laughs> you know, she gave me just so many different examples and so many scenarios of what she's experienced or what her parents have experienced. And I was wowed. I, of course, with my help and me taking the time to educate her and expose her to the black culture, she is more aware. She has certain aspects of the black culture that she enjoys. Take time to educate each other. You come across someone who has that ignorance or they're trying to be disrespectful, take that time to educate if you can. So the goal of this episode was not only to shine a light on Black History Month and on Black people and Black culture because we're so amazing, but it's also to just give you a perspective of giving other people grace. I know that because of what our people went through, our ancestors went through, sometimes we have this big sense of entitlement. We have this expectation that people are just supposed to know. They're supposed to be more respectful, more aware of things. But sometimes that's just not how it is. You know, that's not how they were raised. And we have to understand that and be patient enough to educate. I know there's going to be a lot of talk about black culture this month. And um, I hope this episode just encourages you to educate educate those that do not understand and also shed a light on all of the great things you know we don't always have to focus on the negative aspects because there are so many positive things about black culture but at the same time we're not going to forget what we went through and bypass it because it was a horrible time 
for our culture. We have to continue to make people aware of that and, you know, and make them aware of why we are so oppressed. This is how it started. Um, this is our history. I hope that you go into this month with love and light. I hope that you know, anyone listening to this podcast that may have been questioning themselves just because their skin color is darker or because they identify as black, that you are worthy, you are resilient, you come from a powerful people, despite what the media shows, despite what we were taught when we were kids, we come from powerful people, we come from strong people. And I'm again, I'm getting chills as I'm saying this because it is the truth. We have to start walking as so we have to start talking as so we have to start uplifting each other and supporting each other more so that we can go further than what we are but we are already doing that and that's an amazing thing but we have to continue doing it this was a nice little talk i always get so excited just talking about black culture because it it's my life it's not something that is separate from me it is my life And I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you all have a great week. And I'll see you next Friday. Love and light.